Motherfunkers. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Shirley. Shirley and I are celebrating 14 years as a comedy duo, ladies and gents, and those who identify as other. Isn't that something, hey? 14 long and tired years. And that's not actually, uh, we were gooning around uh, many years before then. So that when we did do the first show, the first live show, which is how we measure it, um, just it was a packed out show, wasn't it, Shirley? It was a packed out. It was a packed out show. I mean, yeah. Because I was so relieved, I think, that we were finally taking our shenanigans that we'd do at parties, at school, wherever, the streets, the bins, finally taking it to a professional stage. I say professional. It was a dive bar in Camden. But still, it was a proper gig, unpaid, sure. Um, yeah, and so we mark it from that very night, June the second, all those years ago. It's, well, it's so sweet funny and sour years. Sweet and sour. I was thinking about highlights and lowlights of our fourteen-year career, and a lot of the both highlights and lowlights actually are at the Edinburgh Festival because we did how many consecutive? Was it six or seven? I never remember. We did six, and we would have done more, except one year that last year on the sixth year, someone you know who was in the biz quite high up just said to us listen I wouldn't bother people aren't looking for double acts anymore so they're not looking for sketch shows so you're wasting your money it's good money after bad do a run in London so we did and he was kind of right and, and, and there was a pandemic back. and so it hasn't picked up yet I don't think it's going ahead this year so so yeah and we had kids and you know next thing you know 14 years have passed but actually I was thinking about the highs and lows and do you remember the time that we did a gig I think it was our first year which was 2008 and um we didn't actually have any audience members and I started getting out all my props and laying them out. I remember it well. It was, I, I was sort well. of in denial. And Shirley was saying, Shirley, you've really got to stop. Um, we don't have an audience. I said, no, no, it's okay. But that was quite a low point because we were very, very prop heavy back in the day. In fact, we were completely style over content. All the, all, the, all the gear, no idea. That's it. I'd say that we've come a long way since then in terms of slimming down our props. We've stripped right down. We've stripped right down. And we're more sort of, you know, more, more um, liquid on stage, you know. We break that fourth wall. And I think once we break the fourth wall, which is, listeners, for those of you who don't know industry chat, it's about talking to the audience. So we were very theatrical, you know, trained. We were doing our little miniature theatre pieces. If someone heckled us, we would just push on and ignore them, which actually in live comedy you can't do. So then we quickly learned how to, you know, give some chat back. Not that quick, to be fair. It took seven years. No, it took us years, years didn't <laughs> it? Took it? Us years. it was so sad. <laughs> Do you remember any highlights slash low? Well, for me, a highlight was we used to do these uh, monthly. We had a residency at the Albany in Great Portland Street. And we used to absolutely ram out those um, gigs. I mean, people used to, the the organiser, James Wren, who runs the Hen and Chickens, he used to literally have to squeeze the door shut and say, we are at full capacity. And I go, just let him in. Go on, he's a mate. Just let him in. I slept with um, her. Get her in, please. Don't be rude. She's here for a reason. Yeah. And um, yeah, they would just have to close the doors, and it was every single month we'd sell out. It was amazing. Always, always our mates. They were. It was hard des- work, though. Do you remember how long we rehearsed day and night? It was such a sweaty den. I mean, it was so un-COVID friendly. It was many, many people underground in a hot, sweaty, damp, dank atmosphere, and we thrived. We thrived, but it was the social highlight of many people's calendars. But that's not my highlight. My highlight was one of the evenings at our residency when a BBC commissioner came to see us, comedy commissioner, and said, and actually in the good old days, you know, actually shook our hands after the show and said, Shirley and Shirley, you have a bright future with the BBC. I look forward to making a pilot with you. 
at this, our very sort of, um, I say straight, but she was actually gay, but our very sort of straight behaving uh, producer leapt up into my arms and I held her bars. She was so thrilled. She said, do you realise what that means? We're fucking making it. And he was big We're going noise. all the way. Shirley and, and I. And he was really big noise. Shirley and I just thought like, basically we thought we were getting signed up and actually I ended up signing on. So it was the truth of it is very, yeah. very sad. But it, for those it never moments, because. Yeah. yeah, as ever, as ever in the industry, people move on. So one day they, you know, they're, they're ha- shaking your hand. The next minute they, they've left the BBC. And what he liked, the other commissioners did not like, which is fair enough. And there's absolutely no doubt in our minds that had we ever made that sketch show, that we would now be completely, you know, on that blacklist of people who are going... Can't believe they did that. We'd be, cancel culture. That's it. The cancel culture. Would well, because be we, yeah, we were, yeah, we were quite inappropriate in that we thought it was fine to do all the religions, all the races, because that's what we know and that's what we've been brought up with. But nowadays, you've got to be so careful. And back in the day, you know, I think uh, we, we whitewash all our characters. Yeah. The furthest accent will go is Bolton. We're careful. We're careful. I do. Still not signed. Still not signed. So anyone out there who wants to sign us up, please do. Just really quickly before we end this topic, do you remember we got two drunken guys out of the audience to bob for cock? Shelley and I used to do this thing. It's like bobbing for apples, but it'd be like bobbing for cock. So it'd be two massive um, buckets, dirty buckets full of old dildos, and they'd we'd have music playing, and they'd have to thirty seconds to bob for as many cocks as possible. This one guy was so drunk and he was so aggressive that he ended up bleeding do you remember he kept bobbing for cock so aggressively that his face started bleeding it was a effing horror show and that's when i thought gosh maybe we should stop bobbing for cocks but again you wouldn't be allowed to have that these days would you that's not very covid thing yeah because we played two gay men hosting a game show um and we were looking for muscle marys and bend down fairies in the audience to be fair it was one of the strongest sketches we had then we got more laughs in those sketch than we did but but just think about the crowds we used to pull and then ask yourself some questions i enjoy i miss our stalkers actually i really miss them but anyway (laughs) oh they're out there they're They're out out there there. my low light actually because there are because there are so many horrific gigs we've done they they've actually provided much amusement throughout the years and they they make for a good story so actually I don't find that a low point. It's weirdly over time they've become high points. The low points for me are are, are the shows that were neither went very well or very bad. That the average shows, because we're not average performers, we polarize people. You know, we divide a room. So when you just come off and it was just like, yeah, they're all right, and people forget us. That's the killer. You want to be remembered, be it for good or bad. So so my low. My, yeah, my low points in our career has probably been when people just when, when we've not been memorable. I don't think that's know. happened very often, to be honest. Well, as Hannah Gadsby once said, you know, after we came off and did a pretty shitty gig, she goes, well, don't worry about it, Shirley's first on, first forgotten. Yeah, fair enough. You and know, she and, was right. Um, and she was right. She was absolutely right. It was also my uh, anniversary with my winning partner yesterday. Shirley. How many years? Back to back, seven. So are you feeling seven the itch? itch? Are you feeling the itch? I tend to get the itch a lot earlier than seven years, actually. Seven months in. I get in. it at all. Oh, very, very soon in. Yeah. You know, and um, in, how did you celebrate your seven years? It's quite sad. The night before, I'd gone to the loo in the middle of the night. And I did... I won't, this and is please, are we really going down this route? No, no, no. no, no if it's not your bumhole, then it's your son's. <laughs> no, because... It, quite relevant so I you know it was I really didn't want to wake up my uh, winning partner because she was had a four o'clock 4am start again and um I had I needed needed uh, another two 
But it was one of wow. those, you know, when it's just a, you know, when it's just like really dry rabbit pins. No, and not I just thought just pellets. You know, not I since I was six <laughs> and I went out for a picnic all day. But sure, go on. So it was, I don't know, it was around two or three in the morning. I think I've got to let her sleep. I can't flush the loo. Anyway, it was, it wasn't like a full on. It was just a really dry, constipated rabbit pellets. Anyway, so I went to, I went to bed, uh, woke up. And then in the morning, I just hear a holler from the bathroom. Happy anniversary. Is that one for each year we've been together? And I said, I said what are you talking about? Because I forgot you guess these rabbit pellets in the loo. There's seven of them. I said, oh my gosh, are there seven? That's, I said, that's sadly just a coincidence. I'm so sorry. I meant to flush it. But you know, she goes, well, that's really, really that's nice. That's really lovely. Okay, Pam, Pam forward to the evening. We have a pleasant day, but you know, she's working and I'm in, you know, catching the rays in the garden with my son. And, um, Pan to the evening and we've got the manny round, we've got the hot manny round and his hot bird and we're all dressed up and you know, even the manny's like, you two look really nice and you know, the fit bed was, oh my gosh, completely flawless, so beautiful. Anyway, okay. as we go to get into the car, I am hit back with a vertigo attack. Just obviously when you have a vertigo attack, everything starts spinning, you need to vomit, that you need diarrhea so and you need to lie down. So I just said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to my willing partner. I said, you're going to have to cancel the table. And we just literally, after, you know, being so loud and raucous just before leaving, walked back into the house. I went straight upstairs, back to the same can <laughs> that I'd been on earlier that day. And, um, yeah, put my head on the pillow and didn't wake up until five the following morning. She dined alone. So le merengue. Oh, that's so some, sad. And chips and peas. <laughs> really nice restaurant, all cancelled. So she said the next day, I said, I am so, so sorry. She goes, no, it was really nice, actually. I started... <laughs> the day off with your shizen in the loo and then I ended the night clearing out your sick bowl so <laughs> happy days oh that is sad Shirley but it's good yeah. that you're still able to you know maintain personality throughout that's the important one thing must. one must Shirley and I actually went away together last weekend not just us we had some friends with us but our boys came our willing slash unwilling partners came and actually I thought it was a rather successful weekend what do you think Janice well, Joplin, the, the really lovely thing is, is that our boys seem to adore each they other. They do. It was very nice. My son, actually, I mean, he had the same outfit on. He didn't eat anything and he didn't once empty his bowels, but he was happy as Larry, wasn't he? Whereas your son doesn't mind. He just does it all, all the time and just loves it all. My, well, emptying the bowels. Well, just, he doesn't mind just whacking out his willy, just stuffing his face. Just He just really <laughs> enjoys life. He just doesn't hold back. Whereas mine is quite... Um, well, quite reserved, isn't he? It's a yeah, shame. Yeah, he is quite reserved. And I think that's why I think my son brings out the um, inner ghoul in yours. Possibly. So so he sort of, he looks. And as I said, you know, mine does something naughty and yours looks around, scans the room, giggles and then does the same. Yeah. They will a bad combination make or a good combination. So that was really lovely But they had see. fun. It's nice. They're at a nice age now where they can enjoy each other. We went seal watching, um, uh, which was lovely, wasn't Shirley? Shirley joined. She didn't think she was going to come. What would the Alberta go? But you were there, weren't you, Aunt Maura? Well, I just asked the guy who was organising the trip. I said, I've got vertigo. Is it very good? Get on the fucking boat. And I just go, okay, then I just walked on the boat. He was furious that we were, we so, were late. so late. But we were with a bunch of queens, two toddlers and a dog. We were never going to get anywhere no, on time. we were very late. Um, it was, I was quite concerned by the chip consumption by us all and also the colour of my son's, not my son's, my unwilling willing's face and neck. I mean, he is just fuchsia. It hasn't even gone down. It hasn't bronzed he, up. 
Like a lobster. Dined on lobsters oh and it look, looks like a lobster. I mean, and I put some cream on him, but it's quite scary. It was very sunny, but incredibly windy and actually probably at 15 to 20 degrees too cold for me. Shirley was in her hijab the whole weekend and her sunglasses and It was scarf. so cold. I was just so cold because I thought I was going to swim, but I just couldn't. It was just so cold for me. But yes, it's, dece- it's deceptive, that wind on the beach and then of course yeah. everyone burns. But a very, very uh, lovely weekend. We'll be back. My son was in bed at seven o'clock each evening and I called a sitter. This this company, sitter.co, was very last minute because the uh, hotel let us down with babysitting. So you just get a lineup of local ladies in their 60s who all look like they've done time. And you just have to take the risks, don't you? <laughs> and meanwhile, Shirley's son dined with us each evening till 10, 10.30, forward slash 11. So uh, that, that's, that, you know, like, like mothers, like sons. Well, really. the thing is, yours goes down and then stays down, whereas I just knew mine wouldn't go down, especially not with a toothless fairy. And I thought, there's just no way that I can just leave him with an old dog. I can't leave him. I can't leave him to go down with the toothless fairy. I have to put him down I and know, he stays down. I know, but mine doesn't down. go down. Anyway, so my point is, yeah, ours was just, mine was just rolling around on the floor with all of his cars, just basically just kipping next to the dog. And he, again, he was happy as Larry, but obviously he had a lot of people sleep deprived by the end of the weekend. All, all was well, I think it was tick tick there tick we'll do that again we'll do that again did you watch the end of mayor street what's his name uh earl of east town mayor of east East town have you seen it all mayor of east town saw the last step what did you think i have to say i was surprised because we were thinking it was his mother and we were trying to work it out whose mother and then um ryan's mother because oh. we knew it wasn't him. We knew there was a double whammy. We go, it has to be Law. I think that's an animal Laurie, Larry, um, Larry. Larry, Larry. And um, yeah, it was her son. I thought, oh, damn, then of course, you know, she's going back on the footage when, the, when that old lady who passed away complained that there was a guy um, hovering around her property. Yeah. And do you remember Mayor goes to look and she just erases it? Oh, that's my kid's son. He's harmless. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was very moving. My husband and I thought it must have been Guy Pearce's character because he just comes in, plays this really lovely guy amongst a sea of absolute animals. And um, I thought it's got to be him. But, you know, my husband said it can't be him, really. But I was reading an article to say, basically, Kate Winslet pulled in a favour with a mate. Because, you know, I don't know if you know, but they were both up for the Emmys in something called Mildred Pearce, which I adored, which was out in early 2000s and they were both they both are very very strong so they obviously know each other from before they're pals he came in i thought he was fantastic but i thought why the hell is he going to be in this hbo drama have quite a wet character no you know because he doesn't really play much of a role does he it's quite a small part we did it as a mate to a mate yeah. mate i thought it's very oh, that good makes sense that makes sense no no i really thought it was it was great and there's just kate's performance was just outstanding she is magnifique isn't she um, brilliant and just that even that last scene with her her best friend where they sort of reconcile and no words are spoken just so powerful and moving and it's really well and, done it was beautifully directed I thought and bless her because I don't know if you saw that piece in the uh, Guardian about the fact that the um the director Craig Zobel said to her listen that sex scene you've got your bulging belly out shall I edit it she was like don't you dare and she wanted it all out. And she even sent back some promotional pictures that had her photoshopping out her crow's feet. And she said, I know how many lines I've got beside my eyes. Put them back in. And she was really clear that she wanted to be seen as absolutely natural. She goes, I'm playing a middle-aged grandmother, heavily flawed. I want to represent, I want my weight, 
my attitude to represent. I thought she was. Yeah. Why is our producers? Why is our producer laughing like that? Have I said something incorrect? I wasn't saying anything funny. Sorry, Shirley, you were just confusing me with your accent because I thought maybe you're talking about the woman who played Kate Winslet's mother, but you're actually talking about Kate Winslet herself, herself aren't yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. I think what happened just then is that Kate did such a convincing accent to me that I almost was convinced that she's actually American. Sure. So I take that back. I know she's a British rose. Um, stunning. We love her. So, yeah. Excellent. And if you haven't seen it, you must. It's called The Mayor of um, Eastwick. <laughs> it's called... It's called uh, oh, please, everyone the, knows what it's called. The Witches of Eastwick. It's on Sky. <laughs> it's very, very good. And it's got Kate Winslet in it. There we go. Now, another another Guardian article I read. You've got to I don't just, stop. No, I don't just read the one. Since I signed up to Apple News, I read all the papers. But this, you know, when you read an article about someone plugging a book and you usually dismiss it. And then you read something like this and you just go, I've got to read this book. Well, that's how I felt when I read um, the piece about Sinead O'Connor in uh, last week's weekend. I, okay, Sinead O'Connor, everyone knows her. Seems to, that one song, nothing compares to you. And she's just dined off that for, for eternity. Anyway, two things that really, really surprised me about her that I had absolutely no idea is that, one, she was really, really badly abused both physically, sexually and mentally by her mother. Um, it's part of the reason she actually shaved her head is because she looked so much like her mother, which is part of the reason she thinks she was abused by her mother was because she reminded her of herself that she would cut her hair off because with her hair, the similarity was just too alarming. So that's the reason she shaved her head off. And it's really, the stories are so brutal of what her mother did to her. I shan't repeat them. This is a fun show. It's a fun family show. And the second thing which I found really surprising was the abuse she suffered at the hands of um, the church, the artist formerly known as Prince. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that okay. at all. And I know this is going to upset our producer because she's a massive, massive fan. Yeah, she but looks it upset. it was truly, truly shocking. Okay, so basically some of our listeners may or may not know that Nothing Compares To was actually written by Prince. And um, Sinead recorded it completely separate of him. But he invited her around to his house. And was a bit weird with her, just saying, listen, you know, was a bit gutted that he wasn't her protégé. And I, I guess the massive success of it must have irked him somewhat. And then she said he um, insisted on a pillow fight. She thought that was a bit weird. And he, within the pillow, he put a really hard item, so started whacking her around the head. And then she tried to escape and he locked the door. She managed to get out and he chases her in his car. And basically she said that had he caught up with her he would have beaten the shit out of her and he said she never complained about him but never went back to the house and said he's pure warp he's pure devil that guy and there's a reason why he calls himself prince and then the interviewer asked her do you think if he was still alive there would be some sort of me too movement against him and she said i think that still may come because she knows one woman who was um beaten so severely by him that she spent four months in hospital and she said she never complained either and he said well, I just thought, wow, of course it's it's one person. She may or may not be telling the truth, but it's just just goes to show we just there's so much out there. Look, our producer's just shaking her head, she won't have a piece. She's absolutely in she disbelief. But no, but listen, I actually it's funny that you are mentioned because I read an article about Shade O'Connor and in the New Yorker, and it was totally different to the one that you're I mean, different things about her turning to Islam and her feeling let down by the church and you know. Um, the fact that she's going on tour and she needed some time to go to rehab. 
But no, I didn't know either of those two stories, Shirley. So listeners, we may have brought you down. But actually, it's amazing, the, isn't it? That... But on the plus side, she got her, she refers to herself as a horn dog. I mean, she had four children by four different men, only one of whom she married. And the other three men she married um, didn't father um, any of her children. Uh, but that, that, those weren't her slutty years, believe it or not. She got the real horn when she was 49 and started having a string of one night stands. And she said she really. I was wondering what you meant. You actually meant a horn dog was in like a horny dog. A horny, yeah, she refers refers to herself as a horn. I must read this article. Have you got? Have you still got the hardback for me? You're gonna have to pop it. I've got the hardback, and then she's a bit gutted because she's recently had a hysterectomy, which has completely caned her libido. So there's no more sex for her. She feels absolutely niche from now. But at least she had her fun at 49. So there's hope for me. You were telling me recently about a couple of friends of yours who got their horn back after that, you know, years after having bred. So I think it does happen, doesn't it, to women? They sort of yeah, but they also want to leave their husbands. Oh, okay. They they don't get their horn back with their husband i see sadly. they want a lover they've got the horn and they want a lover okay and there's something to look forward to i think it's something that you want you know <laughs> well no it is isn't it at least you've got your libido back because i can imagine you know after you have a knacker clacker that's the last thing you think of but it's good to know that it does oh come i'm back. excited to, to to think there's going to be a renaissance down there have you seen the first transparent sky pool in voxel have you seen it Oh, where, where it connects two buildings? Yeah, it's between two buildings and it's 115 feet in the air. And you just see all these sort of, you know, these lean figures just basically just doing the butterfly. Have you seen it? This week I, particularly because it's very hot. It. Yeah. So, I did yeah. hear about but it. But you have to own one of those terrible, you know, those awful um, blocks. Which... Probably from probably from the sixth floor up. And meanwhile, all the affordable housing and the ground just, just get to look up and get necric. Exactly. So funny, you know it's now 27 degrees or something outside. Mm-hmm. I just saw my mother by the front door and she's wearing what I can only describe as sort of a cricket jumper <laughs> and a full-on fur coat. But that's no, fine. No, no, she is. But she'll say to me, it's not hot. Don't worry about it. It's not hot. But then on days where I find it very windy, you know, weathering high, she'll say, no, it's quite warm today. So I don't quite know what's going on. But She's so contrary. She's so she wants, contrary. She, she's, she's looking to start a fight. Yeah, she is. But she just Isn't she? a really, really big collar and then a cricket jumper, which actually belonged to my brother when he played cricket back in the day. And then just a really, really big Mac. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, I'm just saying, just as a by the by, Shirley, what's your winner winner? Well, Norfolk was definitely a winner. Yeah, me too. Uh, could have nice? stayed another night. Could have, yeah, could have stayed another night. We only had two nights. But the next winner winner is we're going to the Soho Farmhouse. There we are. I said it and I'm just going to be proud about it. And I'm just delighted. You know why I get delighted about the South of the Farmhouse? It's because of the creche. The Mary she Poppins. Shelley says the, the nannies are like Mary Poppins. Uh, all the, yeah, so no, but forget it. You put them in the creche and then you go and have a massage and then uh, you put them in the creche again and then you go and read your book and then, yeah, you go... And it could be like a centre pass for adults and then you go to one of their restaurants and you get a nice babysitter. It's just going to be joyful because the, the rest of the trips, you don't really get to relax to you when your kids are run because we're always keeping an eye on what they've done. What, why can't we see them? What are they up to? I we mean, know they're thank fun, God. But we're not, we can't thank relax. Thank God for your willing partner because seriously, I didn't lift a finger with my son the whole weekend because literally she just took, she took both boys the entire time. And when I mean took them, played with them, took them for wees, fed them, just constantly had those eyeballs on them. Because I just, I just shut down. I go, thank goodness, someone else. Is she's, she's amazing. amazing. She's amazing. Absolutely like that. She just amazing. Is, she, and and it doesn't. She says, but I enjoy being with them, and I love seeing them together, and I love seeing them grow. She actively enjoys their company. Yeah. To us. my one was just asking for your one in the middle of the night because I really love X, and I go, no, I know she really loves you. 
And the same in the morning, he, you know, she really, she really has stayed with him. She, he thinks about her a lot. Anyway, uh, my winner winner is also getting out of London. And next week, I'm going to the lakes. I'm going up to Lake Windermere, which I'm very excited about. The lovely. only slight um, downside is the fact that it will be just as hot here. So it's sort of mid-20s. And in the lakes, it's apparently pissing down with rain every day. So I'm gutted. I, I don't believe it. And besides, it's one of the most beautiful parts of the country. I've been desperate to go. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Years, go, years. Going on holiday where you're packing your cagoule and putting on your shawl. I know. It's all I've known okay. this year. Okay. It's all I've known. You're dead duck, please. Giving my willing partner such an, a fucking awful time on her anniversary, on our anniversary, when she deserves so much more. It was truly shocking. You're go- day. Yeah, it's true shocking. You're, <laughs> to, to, yeah, you're going to have yeah, to put out. As soon as you get to the Soho farmhouse, as soon as that boy's in the crash, you're going to have to put out. Do you know what? I'm, I am, I plan to put out and I will let you know how that goes. Please do. Please do. What's your dead duck? The fact that my son keeps shitting the bed. Oh no, that's so sad. So he's really good. He's, I know, he's so good like potty training during the day but there have been three occasions now where he's because I obviously put a nappy on him at night time we just when I go up to give him a kiss goodnight you know he says I've done a poo and I said have you really he goes yeah and I think my goodness I don't know why it is I don't know why it is so at least he does it for, at least he's not doing it in bed in his sleep he's done that twice and then he's done one where we went to bed at midnight you know as we normally do went to check on him and the whole room do you think he's manure. it's of course. Do you think he's scared of potty training in the day so he's saving it up? The poo is maybe bothering him? I don't him? know. He did a couple when we got back from Norfolk. But my point is, you know, but not wanting to sort of, you know, indulge in the scatology topic too much. But my point is, I think um, you think you get somewhere with the potty training and actually it's a long, long slog, isn't One it? One step forward, two, two steps, steps back. back. You know? So there we are. But anyway. Pure, pure Abdul. So, pure so Abdul. that is, that is um, what, Paula? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just said I used to have a drug dealer called Abdul. I don't know why I still have his name on my phone, but it's the first one that comes up. Just in, case, <laughs> just, just in case, just in case. You never know. Just in case. Last time I did the old C, was that your mum's 70th? I know, it's my um, it's my 40th Sue. We can get on to... Oh, no, I'm maybe not so good, but I'm with the child. Anyway, listen, it's um, it's been lovely. We look for, you, we, you can hear our adventures next week. Um, we'll be in our respective places. Charlie, I look forward to hearing your stories of... Um, putting out yeah no i look forward to uh enduring it <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh yeah. just starts you mean to go on guys thank you so much for tuning in huge thanks to mabel production shirley happy anniversary thank you happy, happy anniversary, anniversary. Good, bon boy. Bon anniversary. Good, boy. good boy you've been listening to mother funk with shirley and shirley otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson, produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.